Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 202, and it's a massive episode. Sure is. Actually, hopefully this one doesn't get erased. Oh my god, don't even fucking joke about that, alright? Because <laughs> that's not even funny. Well, the intro might get erased again, and then I'll have to record it in the closet and feel real sad about myself. It's the worst thing to listen to. I don't know if it was the worst thing. I think it, I think it was... It was adequate. Well, it's it's your voice, so it's already up there. It's just, you know. Wow, thanks. What do you want me to say? What I want you to say. Don't. The, this, this I take back that question. I should never ask I'm you that Corey, question. I'm Corey. That is Nick. It's a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in awesomely bad films of the past and present. Home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. This week's movie had a lot of those elements. Not really much bad. No. Maybe some like slightly bad CGI, but a lot of good and a lot of what the fuck. The only bad is a corrupt government. That's never a good thing. <laughs> Throwing that out there. It's never great. Sometimes that's a good thing. Maybe sometimes it is. Maybe sometimes there's so many bad things going on that you need them to be corrupt to create something good. And that's what's going on in the world today. Because huh. I fucking love Donald Trump! <laughs> That's why you keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, is a, this is a hard swerve. You, you can listen to this podcast if you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. We're all over the fucking place. Just say, subscribe, just... rate, review. Listen, we got a new uh, review on there. Just said we're doing a great job. Doing five stars. That's cool. No movie suggestions. That's okay. I appreciate. It. What's their What's their username? I don't know at the moment. That's important to know. If we gotta give them a shout out, I will look it up for the next episode and give oh, them a double shout out. This, that's one of the things you won't remember. I will remember. You will remember to do it. Rumor has it you remember everything. Rumor has it. Is that a movie? I think it was with Jennifer Aniston. Could be wrong. Um, <laughs> that's cool. See, why do you remember that? You're not going to remember to look up that guy's name, but you remember that. What if it was a woman? You're just, here you go again, just deciding people's... <laughs> Man, I'm going to decide your pronoun in a second. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. Well, you so, might... Hey, I'm going to make... What else I can't wait for is for you to right. go to, uh, well, not only our website, bbpodcast.com, but also our anchor page, anchor.fm, slash bbpodcast, because not only can you listen to the podcast there, because it's our new hosting home... But you can also support this podcast in a, in a, with some dollars. Just a dollar, just whatever. Five dollars, ten dollars. There's no whatever you want, and you can oppression. you can stop anytime. You can do it whatever one time if you want. Boom, one dollar. If you send us a dollar, I'll give you I'll send you a sticker. If you yeah, dollar I'll, per sticker, we'll get your email or we'll get your uh, mailing address. We'll send you a sticker. I'll put a I'll lick a stamp. I'll stick it on an envelope. And See, that's not going to make anyone want to give a dollar if you make that sound. That's not. A when good... they open the envelope, it'll the, the it'll be like the echo. But... I fucking hope not. That's how mail works, right? Audio through the mail. <laughs> it's called Mario. I hate you. You never heard of that before? I fucking hate you. So you can go to anchor.fm slash podcast. And you can uh, help support the podcast and keep the train rolling. We would we appreciate it if you do. If you don't, keep listening for free. It's all good to us. You can also support the podcast by going to audibletrial.com slash bmovie for a free audiobook and a free trial of uh, Audible. 
Check out all the Dean Koontz books you want and uh, check out their service. It's pretty fucking sweet. I have used Audible. And even if you've done a free trial in the past, it's been a while, you can still do you can do another one and you can get another free audiobook and uh, you'll help support this podcast. We uh, we received a uh, some monies from them. so we you, act, you sound surprised. That would happen. That happens all the time. I'm just saying we've received monies from them. We have. Yeah, so it happens all the time. That's true. It helps, Anyways, helps so, us plan cool stuff to do later. Yeah, so uh, so do that, and then uh, if you you know any sort of other higher monies you're uh, donating to the podcast, uh, there'll be some different perks, some bonus episodes, some personalized episodes, some stuff like that, and uh, re- movie requests will get uh, put in right away. Is also for your uh, your monies you're uh, supporting the podcast. Anyways, I uh, just want to mention too, you can. Follow us on Instagram at B Movie Breakdown and uh, Twitter at BMB Podcast. And like us on Facebook. We're all over the fucking place. All right. Nick, do you have some things you want to plug? I would just like anyone to follow me. <laughs> like personally? In life. Just follow in all you the things around. I do. Just follow you around. Yeah, just come and be like, hey man, I'll follow you. You'd be like, it follows? Yeah. Or just go to Scatterful Stories on the Instagram or the Facebook page. Do it. Do it. And then you can purchase things that I have created for the Chicago-based punk rock band Blind Adam and the Federal League. Um, contact them on their Instagram at Blind Adam Federal and uh, their Facebook. and just kind of, They're a bunch of good dudes. And if you're looking to get some sweet merch, they will uh, assist you with that. Comic books and t-shirts and they've got pins and a great album. So give those guys some love. Sweet deal. This week on the podcast, if you didn't get the hint before, and if you didn't listen to the end of it last week's episode... Or if it got erased and doesn't even exist at all. Or if it doesn't exist at all, we are discussing the 1996 Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, Eraser. Watch it, Marcus. It's the best of the worst. He said, uh, it helps to have a short attention span. Who was he? Roger Ebert. Mr. Ebert, Chicago native. Chicago native. He said, he wrote that there are many, so many plot holes that it helps to have a short attention span. But that Eraser is nonetheless actually good action fun with spectacular stunts and special effects. I, li- I would like to just address one of those things the beautiful man, Mr. Ebert, said. There wasn't really plot holes. No, I don't... What plot holes were you, there? You, you can say some things were absurd, like the entire conspiracy is ridiculous. Like, why did that have to... Why, what was that for? But... Oh, or the Russian mafia guy. Right. Let's introduce bad guy number seven. Honestly, <laughs> just a guy to sell the weapons to. We got every part of the conspiracy, except, like, what was he going to do with these weapons? Just wage all-out war? Take over Russia? You can only assume he's going to take over Russia. <laughs> Democratic Russia, take it over. Have Russia ruled by a dictator? That would never happen. Nope, never. That would never fly. Nope. Like, like not in real life. In a movie, it'd be cool. Just yeah, in a movie but, made in nineteen ninety six. Right, but they even have to go out of their way. The mob guys talk about you know. Well, one of the mob guys calls him 
uh, calls them communists, and he said, no, they're, you know, collected federation of states. So, like, democratic Russia, terrorists want to get these weapons, take it over. Maybe, maybe an ex-KGB guy will become leader of the country somehow and usurp the democratic process. Uh, well, according to Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, they paid a lot of attention to the making to making the audience feel the danger of that weapon. Yes, yeah, anyone can be outside of your house looking right through the walls. It really leaves you nowhere to hide. But on top of that, we show you the sophistication of a, of the weapon in a lot of fun ways. You not only see through a building, but you see a person's skeleton and even their heart beating inside. There's some great visual effects here. That stuff looks good. It still did look good. The only thing that didn't look good in this movie was like the crocodile when it was getting shot was rough. I was impressed with how fluid the crocodiles looked until that one got shot. You know what? And they and they probably didn't look that bad because they weren't. It kept cutting between like the if they had any sort of actual alligator like moving around in the water to like a like a like a dummy to like a puppet. To a CG, you I mean you obviously tell which ones were the CG ones? Yeah. It was like a brighter green. It was like it was like that. It was trying to pull the synergy like a Jurassic Park. I mean, animatronic cut back to the CGI, cut back and forth. I mean, Jurassic Park utilized shadows much better. Yeah, like that place could have been a little bit darker, and it probably looked would have looked all right. I just want you to know that Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie yeah. with its amazing CG, yeah, came out in nineteen ninety five. And when did this come out? 96. See, a year later, look how much can change. But also, what do you Jurassic mean? Park was like confused before that. I'm telling you, Jurassic Park just kind of looks like Jumanji was 95. See, Jumanji does not look as bad as Power Rangers the movie. No. Power Rangers the movie, I mean, that's a different dimension. That and, which is even worse, this makes it even worse, uh... This is on the same level as Power Rangers, the the movie. Uh, bad CGI is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Ha, has some like piss poor, and that's ninety seven. Yeah, some... it's because how much <laughs> how much money do you want to invest, and how much time? Not a lot. <laughs> not a lot. And not everybody has this the keen movie making movie making prowess as Steven Spielberg. So he's like, let's yeah. balance this out a little bit. Yeah, there's some rough. There's a one rough part in the original Mortal Kombat too. Which part? I think it's like when reptile like turns into like the Maybe. reptile thing. But that's just a, that's a gets style. thrown into the thing. It's like it's a stylistic choice. It's like it's it's like, but it's like brief, so it's it's okay. Also, In Annihilation, there's like big giant creature yeah, things, it's and it's like, yeah, nope, this is not. This looks like straight up just trash. Like, why do we? What, what were we trying to do here? No, not good things. But effects. Effects were great. I mean, they don't take you that... Only the alligators. But then again, you... The movie starts out just like a conspiracy movie. Thriller type deal. Yeah. And then it quickly escalates when Arnold Schwarzenegger... When the twist happens, when you find out that... Um, what's his first... What's Mr. Khan's first name? Why do I forget? Um, James, James? Khan. Yeah. His character? No, I just I was going to say James Khan. Oh, no. James when James Khan was a total asshole... Yeah, and Robert DeGrin. I'm, like, I'm just gonna stick with James James Con. Yeah, James Con sounds like Robert Durant. Yeah, when uh, when James Con's character t- like flips the switch, and you figure out that he is right, it's like, pretty much in that house. 
It yeah, starts off no, kind of actiony in that first house. Yeah. You know, like, it, you know, the house blows up. And they, they have the grenade with the nails. And you get to see the railgun in action. But... But like, there's more plot. It's not just straight yeah, absurd action. But it, yeah, piece. it almost like felt like it could have just been like it didn't have to be like pedal to the metal the whole time. Which I mean, it's an Arnold movie, so what do you expect? It's gonna, it's gonna, it's definitely gonna go uh, that direction. And also, the only moment that I do remember because it probably elicits the most fear is in the house with the extra gun. Like I'm not even safe in my house. Yeah, that got me as a small boy. Yeah, the part I, I do remember that watching that part. And I do remember the nail grenade. Yeah. That's one thing I remembered from this movie. It's scary. I remember the crocodiles. I just remember they were there. I didn't remember if they were poorly looking or whatever. And then I remember the very end with the tr- with the train hitting the limo. A lot of key points. But I don't... But everything, everything else involved in the movie, like, I don't remember, like, the twists. No. With the bad guys. We're uh, being a younger man the absurdity of these action sequences would stick with you more than the the um i mean it it flows together but the convoluted plot of the undersecretary of defense and his cabal of traders selling and defense contractors making up sophisticated sci-fi weapons to sell the russian mobsters to do who knows what yeah i um i mean i would have been 10 when this came out so i definitely wasn't probably paying too much attention to the conspiracy you know once the action kicked in i'm like yeah i'm sure it held my attention but then once that was in like what's going on yeah just, i mean it's just arnold has to fight and save save girl yeah and this movie you mentioned while we're watching it why didn't why didn't we get more eraser movies this movie made 242.3 million dollars and it was a hundred million dollar budget it made its money and then some think about people watching the watching uh, watching Dwayne's movies like ten years from now. The Rock made what? Skyscraper. What was he doing? Didn't he have a robot leg or something? And it's like, what's going on inside the skyscraper? And the, there was a he was in a movie with a giant ape that got large. What was he? Do? I mean, that's how we look at something like this now. Yeah, like, I still what haven't was going watched on? that one yet. No, me neither. We're, it was going to be watched one night, and then I was going to watch Rampage, else. and yeah, but I just haven't yet. Yeah, the uh, the guy who directed this movie actually has a like quite the you know body of work here. For one, he's a producer on the movie Back to School, which is a fucking awesome movie around Dangerfield. But his first directing gig, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three: Dream Warriors, arguably the, the best, best. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yeah, the first one's great, but I fuck. I mean, Dream Warriors just takes it. Takes it to that next. It's level. like Freddy's Aliens. Yeah, it really, it really is. It really, it really is. It's the best comparison to make about movies that actually change, but still stay stay true to how they started. Yeah, but they escalate. Which is funny because it's like with that series, that second one is just so like weird, weird. It's a weird one. It's like it's a weird one. Yeah, at the end, how they defeat. It's just like it's such a. While it's the same idea, it's such a departure from the first one. And the third one feels more like a true sequel to the first one than the second, actual second one did. But then the, this guy, uh, Chuck Russell is his name. He also did The Blob remake in 1988, which is fucking excellent. The Mask with Jim Carrey. Classic. Classic. And then uh, 
He did Eraser. Yeah. This this film and Scorpion King. The man knows what he's doing. And then he was uh, he's produced a few other films. Like Collateral was a movie he produced, Sweet. which was a solid flick. But he really hasn't done much since then, though. Some just yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know what a you know. He maybe, had his maybe, run. Maybe he just wanted to pull back. He had his good run he though. Could made, he could have made that choice. You yeah, know? the like mask I'm... is a movie I haven't seen in. Jeez, I feel like it's a. It's been a long time since I've seen the. It's mask. It's awesome. Yeah. You never. You can never doubt the mask. It's just too much. Did you ever watch the cartoon? Yeah, I had. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was weird. There was like. A cartoon for, like, every big Jim Carrey movie around then. This there was a Dumb and Dumber cartoon, mm-hmm. an Ace Ventura cartoon. Mm-hmm. It was kind of... Just, just weird that they made cartoons of all those movies. Yeah, but, I mean, kids were watching all that shit. Kids were watching Dumb and Dumber and... Yeah. I mean, this is oh, and yeah. Ace Ventura. Just completely ridiculous. Yeah, it's a guy who turns around and talks with his butt. And climbs out a rhino's ass. That's... The other day it was wherever I was at, it was like real hot, and all the first thing I somebody was like, "Oh, it's getting hot in here," and I was like, first thing I thought of, it's getting hot in these rhinos." And he comes out of a rhino's ass naked in front of a family. <laughs> it's still funny, like, you know, when you're a kid and your mind is developing, it's good to watch that. Yeah, it leaves an impression, and especially the way he looks when he comes. When it leaves he falls an impression. Yeah, it's just, just looks like, like a maniac. He's all like decrepit and fucked up. <laughs> Rhino surveillance station overheats, whatever the fuck happens. Those, I don't know if I could handle those again. I haven't watched them in 35 uh, years. They're still funny. Yeah. I watched the first one not long ago, and it's just genuinely still funny. And, but it's also nostalgia, too. Like, you remember right. watching this movie and enjoying it. Uh, I mean, I would watch those movies on, like, repeat. Yeah, because who with, doesn't? Same thing with Dumb and Dumber. There who were nights wouldn't? where. Uh, we would watch Dumb and Dumber, rewind the tape, and then watch it again. Isn't that silly? <laughs> again. More. You just watched it. Again. Again. Like, right. we'd be up till like, 2 in the morning watching Dumb and Dumber, and we had just watched it two hours before then. Your brain was just developing, and it was like, I want more of that now. Yep. How many times are we going to watch Dumb and Dumber tonight? Three? Okay. <laughs> Ace Ventura, when we rented it, we only got it for like three days. Get the most of it. I, but that was a part of it, too. Oh, yeah. We, well, we were, uh, we would always uh, record the, the movies when we would rent them through the uh, oh, video no, camera. Oh, my father never did that. <laughs> <laughs> he would never. You mean you never had a tape that had like seven different movies on it? And then you'd have to fast forward to get to those other movies? No, and I, I never had, like, sometimes unrelated movies linked together in my mind forever. They have no connection except the fact that they, They're may, on the same they may or may not have been on the same tape. Okay, that's a so-and-so, so-and-so tape. Yeah, okay, let's find that out. Because even in, in the, the thing, they'd be alphabetized, kind of, but, like, when one movie and then the three other ones, it's like, oh, my God. So you had to remember which one... Those are still, most of those still exist somewhere. I mean, they don't, but if they did, they'd be in like a closet somewhere. Which is just But they hilarious. don't exist. They never existed. No, they never existed. Never. They, no, never the FBI doesn't. You'll have some like U.S. Marshal come get you. But those VHS tapes. Yeah, but those VHS tapes my dad recorded <laughs> back in 1993. Man, I can't believe you're admitting that for your dad. Well, I just threw him under the bus. Yeah, that sucks for Corey's dad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he. I hopefully he doesn't have to get erased. Well, actually, would I be the one getting erased? Because since I have the details, I have the info. Yeah, but he's the. Seems cr- like he, the he witness. Committed, he committed the crime. Yeah, but I'm the witness. Oh, well, that means your dad's going to go try and kill you now. Yeah, the, <laughs> wit- the witness gets erased. Yeah, because the person who you have the evidence on, who, the person who committed the crime, which is your father, means you would have to be erased so your father wouldn't try and come kill you because you spilled the beans on his VHS tape recording. Though he would erase people, but then he would like really erase the bad guys. What if... You kill a lot of... Arnold Schwarzenegger kills a lot of people in this movie. I feel bad for the security officers because it's said in the beginning they're just following orders, but they're not in on it. So they just think there's a bad guy in the place they're supposed to protect. Right. And he, this guy comes in. He's fucking everything He's up. doing a lot of crazy things. Yeah. They have no idea there's this giant conspiracy. He threw a grenade in an elevator full of at least six of them. Well, not even a grenade. No, no. Yeah, he, go back. He pulled the pins off of grenades well, that were on a man's chest. And he pushed that man back into the elevator. Back up. Why, why, was he, why did he even have access to this man? Because he was holding the man as they oh, shot yeah. at him, and that man absorbed all the yeah. bullets, and he was still alive when those pins got pulled. He experienced all of that. He experienced getting shot like six times. Arnold shot him even before that. Yeah. And then used him as a shield. And he's like, pop, 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 pop. Snap, snap. And then he pushed push, and, boom. and it explodes. That man, he didn't deserve that. <laughs> None of those guys in the elevator did. They just happened to work for a shitty company. Right, and who hasn't worked Cyrex. for a Cyrex. Sh- who hasn't worked for a shitty company? For some reason, I uh, for a little bit I thought the company was called Cyrez. At one point, I think so, I thought somebody said it with a Z. It so wasn't. It was Cyrex. Are you sure? Yeah. But the Z could be the X could be pronounced like a Z if you saw the. the sign. Oh no, no no! Sorry, I thought it was spelled with a Z. It was called Cyrez. But spelled with an X. Spelled with an X. Get out of here! But I thought it was spelled with a you Z. You know, it's an evil corporation. Right, the X at the end, and they're pronouncing it Cyrez. Cyrez, and we're developing handheld X-ray rail guns that we said we told people we weren't making, but we made anyway. And then we're the U.S. government. We chose, yeah. What what that company did, what Cyrez did, is they took all the the con the money from the government, the funds to develop this weapon, and then said, oh, the technology doesn't work. And then they found out they could sell them for more on the black market. Who pays more than the U.S. Defense Department? But then there are people from the U.S. Defense Department that were in on the scam. Well, yeah, because they they crunched the nut. They helped conceal the fact that they couldn't make the weapon, but they could. And everybody was getting a cut of that pie. And like, I Because basically, they took all the money and they dispersed it amongst themselves. What I want to know is how did James Conn get wrapped up into it? He was their eyes and ears. He was like their their guy on the ground. He was just a U.S. Marshal that worked for Witness Protection. He was. He had also worked in the CIA before, and that's where he gets all his. That's it. That's where well, it's from. Well, what happened was probably he got wind of it because of the mission that Arnold was going to be on, or unless he was in on it. Before he was him. in on it from the beginning. Yeah, he's probably in his on CIA. It. They mentioned that he worked for the CIA before. Yeah, him being in the CIA when you do that, just imagine whenever any anybody in a movie. Or even in real life, has worked for the CIA. Just imagine they have access to everything and they just know whatever. They, they're they into a bunch of shit. Into the defense, of, the defense of freedom. The CIA. It's a good organization. Ooh. The uh, company, they changed it to Cyrez. Why? They originally had it spelled Cyrex and, sp- and pronounced that way. But what happened? Uh... 
the real-life company Cyrix complained. What does Cyrix do? I don't know, but the Find movie out. had been shot, but all dialogue was dubbed, and company logos were digitally altered during production. What does Cyrix do? It's not even spelled the same. It's spelled no. like Cyrix. Yeah, Cyrix, but it's Cyrex. I don't know what Cyrix does. Find out. It's a microprocessor developer. Yeah. Similar. The logo looks... No, not fully, but... Well, it's just the letters of what that says. The font kind of looks similar. Yeah, was that their logo in the 90s? I don't know. I feel like that's always been their logo, it looks like. Ceased Operations, November 11th, 1997. A year after... We put them out of business. This movie killed Cyrus. People just thought they were just doing shady shit. Maybe they were. Maybe this movie was made to out them. It was like a little, uh, little investigative journalism revelation piece. Oh my god. This movie premiered at the Olympic Village in Atlanta, Georgia in the, during the Summer Games in 1996. Is this a movie we should be showing at the Olympics? Didn't that place get bombed a little bit? <laughs> there was a bombing! There was a bombing. And the Goo Goo Dolls performed a live concert before the film was shown. Man. What are the Goo Goo Dolls the have 90s. to do with this movie? The 90s. Things were, before the year 2000, things were so much... I mean, I would say, yeah, before 2000... I don't even go yet. Before 2001, September 11th. Things are just so much more simpler and carefree and just like, well, okay. All right. Well, the bombing happened during the games. This was, well, I guess this was during the games too. They premiered the film. Yeah, because if you don't want. I'm hoping it was before the bombing. Well, if you don't don't want to watch this stupid sport, you go watch a racer at the Olympic Village. (laughs) Going back home. Well, you got to see the Goo Goo Dolls concert before the movie premieres. What are the Goo Goo Dolls doing performing for before this movie? This, of hey, all bands to perform hey, before this movie. Hey, we're the we're the Goo Goo Dolls and we're opening up. Give it up for Eraser coming on after us. They're gonna close out the night, the two hour movie Eraser, <laughs> where everyone dies. Well there's just explosion after explosion. Yeah. I know we had that bombing a few days ago, but let's watch this movie where everyone dies and things explode nonstop. Oh, it's, yeah, it's about a terrorist organization and the corruption of the U.S. government. Welcome to America, everyone from every other country. Have a great uh, time. Dang, I, th- I thought at the time they uh, they could have played that song from that movie City of Angels. Which I don't know. That was like that the, song. There's the that one song, song. I don't know what it's called. Like, yeah. I don't want to be me. Well, that's a good you know, rendition. Well done. There. They, uh, but they that movie hadn't come out yet at the time. Damn. So they had they had some other hit big songs in '96, but. That uh, that wasn't one of them. Well, that's good. But still, very. It's uh, a good team. Very interesting. Uh, it's uh, just to premiere that movie at, at the Olympics. Well, that's maybe, they, a... maybe there'll be a reunion tour. Google Eraser and Google Dolls. Co- it'll be a co-headline tour. They alternate. Yeah. <laughs> So, All right. Sometimes you gotta watch a two-hour movie and then watch a concert. All right. Here's the Goo Goo Dolls. It's like yeah, you get to enjoy. Yeah, you get. It'll be like in an outdoor like amphitheater, and you get if you have like long, 
If you like lawn seats, you sit on the lawn and watch two hour movie, and then the Goo Goo Dolls play. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I can't get over it. It doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I can't think of any reason why a band would perform. It doesn't even say that they performed. Like, just, just like a couple songs. It says they performed a live concert. Yeah, they, they had a whole like, set. A full had, set. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I can't imagine, like, in a scenario where a band performs a full set before a movie. Don't you I can see after the movie, like, at a premiere. So, say, like, for example, Rollerball, okay? Slipknot is in Rollerball. Yeah. And they have the premiere for Rollerball. And then there's the after party, and Slipknot performs. That'd make a little more sense. That makes sense. But the Goo Goo Dolls performed a concert before the movie was shown, and this was on top of all of this. It was at the Olympic Village. <laughs> it just makes it even weirder. Atlanta was out of control. <laughs> oh, I wish I knew when the premiere of that was coinciding with the bombing. It's like probably an impossible thing. No, to you f- find out when when was that concert and when did the bombing happen? Just two dates. Not that. It, like when did the but the premiere for the movie? I don't know when the premiere for the movie. No, you you sh- you can't look up when the movie came out. When it played at the Olympic Games. And then, because you can easily look up when the when the when it got bombed. It's fine. Just. Just piecing things together, doing a little history here. It was July 27th uh, was the bombing okay. at the Olympic so Games. So then type in Olympic Games eraser showing. Google calls concert. But it couldn't have been. They had to be in two different places, right? The Google Dolls played a set and then there was a theater over there, right? <laughs> right? It wasn't on the same stage. I took the Goo Goo Dolls 1996 Olympics and like nothing comes up. June 21st is when the movie came out, but the bombing was July 27th. Well, the Olympics, how long did they go? A month? I guess. Three weeks, right? Something like that. No, the Olympics, how how was this movie premiered then? Are these fake facts? What do you mean? The move, the games were from July nineteenth to August fourth. Yeah. The movie came out in June. How's it a premiere? Are these lies? Somebody just make that fact, make that up. June twenty first. Yeah. See more. Click see more. Do. See more Phillips. Eraser Olympic showing. I mean, come on, that's... Eraser Olympics is too broad. (laughs) It really is. Or, like, showing to the fucking movie. Okay, here we go. During the the summer of of 1996, Atlanta's Olympic Village was the site of the world premiere of Arnold's first film, Eraser. As an Olympic Village employee that summer, it was my understanding that an Olympian... Okay, so this is somebody who was actually there... Yeah, so read it. It's fine. Um, Throw it out there. You read other stuff. Just do it. Well, maybe they set up Olympic Village prior to the games happening. Yeah, I'm you not... know, a few weeks before. Was that the day of the Goo Goo Doll concert, or probably not? Well, the Goo Goo Doll concert. That means, yeah, that means that the Goo Goo Doll whole thing happened before this did happen. Goo Goo Dolls 
Arnold Schwarzenegger premiere at the Olympic Village, but it um, it happened before the bombing. So before the Olympics got going, everybody's getting settled in? Yeah. They had Can this I premiere. Open? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Welcome to America. Here's the Goo Goo Dolls and an eraser. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't have the idea that was a thing. I either. mean, real life is always so much more bizarre. Because all the bizarre things that happen in this movie don't compare to what I just learned just Do now. Do you remember what the mascot was? Uh, for yeah, it was like a little squiggly creature. It was, his name was Izzy. Yeah, that's his name. He was like a he. Yeah, he's like a torch. He's like a thing. Like it's like a. Like, he's got the rings on him. Yeah. He's a little blue boy. Initially named what's it? <laughs> and that's what you call it when somebody shows you it. It's Izzy. What's it? No, it's Izzy. Anyways, I just remember that there that was the mascot because the that mascot had its own video game. It was like Izzy in the quest for the Olympic rings. Was it just a re remapping of like Sonic the Hedgehog? Oh, I'm I'm I mean I can guarantee it was uh, a platformer for sure. It was called Izzy's Quest for the Olympic Rings. It was for Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo. That looks like Sonic. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's like you're, it's like a platformer. That does, oh my god, it looks like Sonic. That's Sonic, dude. He's just Sonic! That's hilarious. That's so funny. I, I, I gotta play I this game. <laughs> I could have been playing Sonic and Super Nintendo. Do they look different? Because sometimes they do that shit. Where the Sega, they have a game come out, and the Sega and and um, Nintendo one of the same name were completely different games to play. Oh yeah, that they happen all the time. There's like the the SNES like uh, Jurassic Park is not the Jurassic the same Park is the, the most as, offensive as, one. It's not the same as the uh, G- Genesis. Yeah, because you could be a raptor. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. And then, then the Sega Genesis had a Chaos Edition. Yeah, it was real crazy. Yeah. But the, and then, but the, uh, the Super Nintendo one was a, a top-down. Yeah, it was game. a whole different... It was a, it was a totally different style which, of game. Like, why can't it just be the Raptor in this game? I had a Super Nintendo, and I was like, what the fuck? I could be Alan Grant, that's cool, but he's got to go through a maze, and like, that's boring. Yeah. He's going to shoot this dinosaur, pew-pew! Man, your gun was weak. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I know, I played you know it. Gun, you know what gun wasn't weak? The gun and the rail gun and eraser because that thing when you got hit with it you got went flying like just like I don't even know how far. It's honestly indescribable. You just need to watch eraser. You will laugh and you'll be amazed and you'll be scared. This movie, uh, I'll probably we'll probably mention it in the intro as well, but it's uh, available on Netflix, so you can watch it on Netflix. Uh, if you're looking for something to watch, I feel tonight, like I feel like it's a rare thing to be on Netflix, like random older uh, Arnold movies. But if you are looking for something to watch tonight, you should watch Eraser. Eraser is an awesome, it's an awesome Arnold movie. It, it won't let you down. It doesn't have a, all the things that we hate about these kinds of movies that we watch all the time. I mean, it was it's nice to get a breather, to watch a movie that isn't terrible, and you just have to pretend to talk about it, and and you're just scraping, you're just itching for like good things to talk about. Well, sometimes you get overwhelmed with good things. It's like this is all awesome. So well, it, or it's so the movie's like so out of control that you get like 
quote, it's like good things to talk about. But even those, but you, or you get a movie like last week with Kindergarten Cop Two, and it's just like here it exists, and we had some things, but it's just like, yeah, because we were talking. This movie is like two hours long, but it doesn't feel like it because that's what happens when you watch a movie constructed and you know in a way that was actually using foresight to make an entertaining experience. I mean. Athletes at the Olympics would love to get... They get pumped up. Like, yeah, I'm going to jump real far now. I watched that movie where that guy got shot with an x-ray gun and flew out of an airplane and then dove to catch his parachute because he jumped out without a parachute because the parachute was already thrown out of the plane and he caught it, put it on. And then the plane that he had just been thrown out of, one of the bad guys directs the pilot of the plane to fly the plane into the man in the parachute to try and kill him. And then the man who is in the parachute, shoots into the plane, then the plane has to go down and land. But then the guy gets caught up into the plane with his parachute, so then that man has to untangle himself and rip it off, he has to pull the second parachute, and then he has to land in a junkyard, and then a little boy sells him his dad's truck for $50. Uh, there you go. There's an interesting little fact about that, about that falling from the plane. Arnold Schwarzenegger really did free fall for about 65 feet. He was harnessed into a piece of stunt technology called a descender rig. Oh my God! They could have killed Arnold. Yeah, he. Yeah, but then they joked with him uh, after it had been shot. They told him something was wrong with the camera, and the scene had to be repeated. <laughs> I'm sure he was happy about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he was thrilled. I also see on here that the original ending had a romantic thing in it with uh, Lee and uh, the John Cruz. I believe it. I'm glad that didn't happen. No, it was better to see a friendship torn apart at the end. You know what I mean? Like, he he gets the bad guys, and that's... But, like, him and her, like... You like, don't have to, no. They didn't really... I mean, they kind of erased themselves, but not really. But, like, is she working with U.S. Marshals now? Because, like, the main boss guy was, like, standing on the steps, like, looking at him, like, <laughs> Like, oh, these two... Well, they had just done... They had... She had done something he said you did a good job in there so whether she fully testified or just got on the stand for a little bit she had done something so he was happy about that but i assume that she's working with him now in some capacity she was kicking ass here and there she was so i assume she was, she was i mean she was very capable yeah she wasn't just she still had to get a wedge into the damsel in distress role at the end but until that point she was doing she was defending herself she was doing good uh, well, yeah, I'm glad there wasn't like a romantic thing. I was, I was kind of worried, like especially at the end when she, uh, um, you know, after he fell off the container with James Conn on it, right. and she comes running around like, "Go, oh, John, John!" and like the music was playing, you know. Yeah, the, he's the, the unsung hero of this film, Alan Silvestri. Alan Silvestri. Uh, he makes it feel like it's not two hours. I mean, that guy, he knows how to fucking score a movie. He, he does. Might be one of my favorite composers. Hundred uh, percent. Right up there with John Williams. He's up there. He's who uh, else would be up there? Because those are two that I need in my life. There's more though. There's a few other ones. You need more in your life, or you need just those two? No. What? No. There's more. I need. There's. I need. There's more in my life. Uh, I just don't. I can't think of them at this moment. Hans Zimmer's pretty great nowadays. Yeah. I'd probably, oh, I mean, I mean, just uh, list them. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll just say, yeah, they're all awesome. Yeah, Danny Helfman. Yeah. <laughs> It's a good one. It's a, that's sad that he was omitted from our little spitballing session here. Yeah. All I know is that 
the United States Defense Department loses money all the time. Are they doing shit like this now? Are they doing shit like this right now? One quick thing I wanted to mention uh, before Please. we forget. Well, I'm just before yeah. I forget. Uh, I can't. We can't. I can't leave the composer thing uh, without one of my favorites. That you uh, forgot. That you forgot. Is like that you forgot. One John Williams is like two. Yeah. And three. Not even Danny Elfman for me. It would be John Carpenter. Yeah. There you go. Because that man. I mean, it's only that. his movies. That's fine. It's not um, many other movies. But That's they're still movies. Yeah, they're, they're still <laughs> they're still <laughs> movies. Yeah, that's the new tagline for this podcast. They're still movies. Tanner, we'll add "damn it" at the end. They're still movies. Damn it. Tanner and his pipe says they're still doing this. They're still talking about these fucking things. Well, sometimes we get to watch movies like Eraser. Well, I mean, we can always choose what we get to watch. It's we we. I know we get to choose. We do choose, and sometimes they're great. And sometimes they're like awesomely great. Sometimes they're just like, why the fuck would do we feel like we should kill ourselves? I mean, no movie. It just makes me wish I could, you know, like kill the movie. Not anybody in it, not anybody who made it. Just like the movie. It's like you're gone now. There's actually a sequel to this movie in video game form. Can't wait to watch that. It's a PC game, Eraser Turnabout. Is this a, is this a guy going around in a circle? It's this a car? first person like uh, on rail shooter. Is it Goldeneye? No, you know, like on rail is like House of the Dead. You know, it's like you don't control the character, kind of, but you have the well, gun like, on like the an, screen. It's like an shoot. arcade. It's an arcade game. One of those. Yeah, kind of. I don't think it was an arcade. Uh, I'm sure it was. Eraser '90s. Yeah, you know that was in the arcades. It was a PC game. I play Mario Bros. arcade games. That exists. Uh, if you have the game to skip any level, press Control and W at the same time. He's going to end a win. <laughs> I'm just letting people know how to Control skip Control W, win. Control win, yeah, win, yeah. win. I just wanted people to know how to skip levels in the Eraser video game that they're all playing. Well, I did get just get this email sent to us, um, sent to uh, Podcast at gmail.com. This guy's like, man, I'm so excited for you watching Eraser next week. I, uh, I love playing the Eraser video game, but I don't know how to skip the level, so I hope you guys talk about that. See, now I made the I made their day. Yeah. I wish uh one one fact I was trying to find out about this is, honestly was the body count for this movie, but I can't seem to find that. Factoid. Because it out. doesn't matter. When uh though uh the back to the railguns real quick, when playing the N sixty four game Perfect Dark. There was yes. a railgun similar to this. Was there? Uh, you could see through walls and like shoot people. It was always like, you got it. And there was like only like one, a couple yeah. stages or something where it was like enabled. But like if you got it, you're basically just gonna start fucking owning everybody. Well, guess what? They watched Eraser. And you, yeah, you could see through walls and like shoot people. And I would always think of this movie when playing that game. Uh, there's some definitely some sweet Arnold. Uh, Obviously, one-liners, plenty of them. There's some good ones. He didn't it? really say you've been erased or anything. One guy said it. Yeah, to the be- yeah in the beginning. Yeah, that's just that is just to set the tone. That's the part of the movie where you're exposed. So this is just but the I life swear I Arnold in lives. The trailer for the movie, like you're seeing in the theaters, like him saying, "Like you've just been erased." I'm not gonna go on your childhood memories for this. Well, you know, and sometimes in trailers they have scenes that don't end up in the. Or sometimes movie. it's a 20 year old movie, and you just misremembered it. I remember everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> hmm. 
Well, okay. All right. What? You don't think I remember everything? I got, I've, I have my doubts. There's been times on this podcast where I've told you I remember everything and shown how I remember everything. Even the words you say out of your mouth. Yeah, by using the computer. I remember everything. Just the internet. No, I mean like, I remember the things you say. Yeah. And I never repeat them. Is it just because I say mean? I never repeat them on my own thinking you never said them. Is it just because I say mean things to you and then it hurts your feelings so it stays in there? Yeah. Like when I call you a... Just some sort of, I'll just insert. Don't insert uh, anything. I'll just insert like a real, you thought it's a good blank spot there. Like when I say, I don't know, just some sort of like a, uh, some sort of I was, gonna call, I was trying to think of something funny like like a, like a fucking dum-dum or something. And like that, a fucking dum-dum. Yeah, and I didn't want to do that. You didn't want to say fucking dum-dum? No. I think I you want to like say that. something real, real controversial. <laughs> yeah, what would that have been? I would have been like, Corey, you're a real cool dude. And they'd be all on the internet's like, oh, I don't know about that. I think he's kind of stupid, actually. Like, how how dare you just assume his gender and call him a dude? All right, you went. <laughs> That's what I told you're you. You're well versed. I told you it was controversial. It's true. I called you a dude. <laughs> and that is just not good. It's just not good. But uh, well, uh, what I was saying before, how good Eraser is. Yeah. Um. And I lost my fucking train of thought because you started talking about insulting. Well, you know, me in hap- ways. I feel that happens to me more than it happens to you when I go to say something and I can't remember because you had a thing you wanted to get out and I was a courteous man who let you finish because it's rude to interrupt. So now just, you know, fuck off. Wow, just fuck off. Just remember, I don't know. Just remember, I don't know. What I do know is that this movie, it, it, like we were saying before, it does start off, not slow, but it starts off at a steady pace. And then once that airplane scene... By the way, one thing we need to talk about with that airplane talk scene... Talk about everything. Uh, when they, the, the way they get the airplane is like this like rookie guy, U.S. Marshal, is like in charge of this plane. He's not in charge. He's just one of the guys. He's, no, they go meet him. They're like, oh, where'd you get this? And he's like, oh, well, blah, blah, blah. He's like one of the guys that's like runs right. like the plane deal. You remember everything, so I'll take your word for it. They talked to him before they got on about it. I, that's fine. Anyways, it's just like, why would they? Why would they have this rookie guy? Maybe if what you're saying is true, maybe he was the only guy in the entire government oh God, who they, could get a plane. If they had that much pull about all these other guys, they could have replaced him for the day. If you flex that much muscle, people get suspicious. This he was the plane guy. <laughs> like, hey, they took the plane guy off plane duty. Why? What happened there? And then he's just like, "Oh, we have to investigate. What's going on?" And then he died anyway. They killed him because they were gonna frame him. And then, like, you better work with us, Arnold, or we're gonna frame you. And then he's just like, "No." And then he just blows the door off the airplane, starts shooting everybody. So that guy died for nothing. <laughs> that guy died. He was new. He died for nothing. He died for nothing. He it was, was his first. It was his first day, and he was gonna retire tomorrow. <laughs> And they took him out. He was so he was one day, but it was his first day on the job, and he was a day out of retirement. He didn't even work there. He was just a volunteer and they put for him the day. Down. He was like a special needs volunteer. I don't know if that's what he was. I don't know if that's what he was. Trying to make it more sympathetic to his, uh, for his well, death. I don't know if that's what he was. All he needed was not to get shot, and he got shot. He got shot like three times. He did. It's just... It's funny... James Conn shot that guy three times, but when he shot that one woman, 
He shot her once in the stomach and then smothered her to death. He did. He took that so you know he's kind of like a sicko. Because, like, he chose to do that. Uh, well, he did have one sick line that said, uh, Heads up and have your assholes puckered. <laughs> I like that. That's something I would say. And then feel real bad afterwards. I don't know if I've ever heard you say the word, the term, have your assholes puckered. No, but I sometimes I will say asshole. Yeah, you'll say asshole. Right. But I don't know if you've ever said asshole puckered. Well, guess what? There's, always, like a there's real, always a time to start. It's a real graphic. There's always time to start. It's a real graphic way of talking hey, about dude, some, I, but, hey, somebody's butthole. Hey, dude, I hope you're okay. I hope your asshole isn't too puckered. Pucker up your butthole. Hey, man, we're going to go on this sick roller coaster. I hope you, your asshole gets puckered. Oh, I mean, what? It's just nonsense. Hey, we're going into this uh, nightclub here. Uh, oh. There's some drag queens. Hope your asshole's puckered. Arnold did go into. That's what I mean. I'm connecting it. I know. I'm just saying, people. We don't tend to delve into these films in a chronological linear order, and you just start throwing the fact that. Arnold walked into a place with drag queens. There needs to be some explanation. It reminded me of in Terminator 3. Remember he goes to that male strip club and he gets the leather jacket and stuff. He does. From the guys. And even the, takes the guy's glasses and they're silly star ones. It's good. And it's a little funny moment. It's a good moment before Skynet rains hell upon the earth. It's... <laughs> and it's just sad. No one wins in that one. No. Nobody wins. They're just in the little bunker. The only way you win is the fact that John Connor's alive and he makes sure that the war ends eventually. But nobody wins. Nobody wins that time. Uh, well, no, uh, the, the, there was no winner at the uh, the drag uh, drag bar either. Because there's no contest. Because it seemed like there's... Uh, well, I just mean like the guy working there now who was one of the witness witnesses that uh, Arnold had hidden. Correct. Well... That man in the beginning said if Arnold ever needed him for anything to come find him. I know. I meant he wasn't winning because he's working at this place that he didn't wasn't comfortable at. I think he was kind of okay with it. He, he was playing it up like he, he wasn't, but he was kinda okay. kind of was, but I think maybe he had like uh, some like Me Too moments going on with the, his fellow bartender there. I mean... The guy, the, the guy seemed a little handsy. He did. With his, uh, you know... He was just worried about him. That's what they said in the movie. I understand. We watched it. That's what they said. That is what they You said. remember everything. <laughs> I do remember. Uh, it was just... The thing is, though, that whole scene, it's just funny, like, you know, you talk about... I don't know, I think we were talking about it a few weeks ago, where where the joke is just like, that's the joke. Exactly. And, that's... like, that, that scene is, that's the joke. Here's a big, tough, buff, straight man walking into just a gay bar. Hilarious. I mean, I made a joke about it, though. I said assholes puckered in, in the gay bar, so... Yeah, because you're a shitty dude. <laughs> Earlier I called you a cool dude. And that's controversial. If I say you're a shitty dude, people will be like, yeah, it's true. I mean, it happens sometimes. You're just a shit man. I'm a shit man. <laughs> I envision like a man made of shit. <laughs> Like the poop monster from Dogma? That's exactly what I pictured. Yeah, he's just a shit man. Or like the monster from Monsterd? Well, this is the B-Movie Breakdown. <laughs> Signing off is I. Nick. That's a movie that uh, one Cody Wyoming uh, show, introduced me to. So I'm just uh, it's a little shout out to Cody. Thank you for that moment, Cody, that you made happen here just now. For uh, introducing me to Monsterd. 
I mean, you make it sound like he, you and Monster shook hands on Cody's behalf. Yeah, I met Monster. I shook no, his hand. Cody doesn't own many movies, but one of them that he owns is Monster. Well, he knows how to pick them. He knows how to, he knows pick, how to pick those monsters. I feel like it's a movie you would like. Maybe. I know how you love all like the poop. Uh, it depends. Kind of... it, I mean, there's a limit. Oh, <laughs> you love poop. There's a limit. See, this is what happens when we watch a movie we like. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about poop now. <laughs> this is just degenerating very fast. It is degenerating very fast. One Another thing I want to mention about Eraser is yeah. that Roger Sterling from Mad Men. Yeah. That actor is in this movie. He's kind of a shitty guy anyways. Not like not like <laughs> Roger Sterling. In real life, he's a shitty guy? No. But um, the fact that they basically knew using this woman to spy on this company was going to get her killed... They're like, well, who cares? Well, was... Nothing ever came about with those guys. You think those guys would have got killed? No, well, they're just like they were. They're in the mix of the machine. They're just FBI agents. They're nobody important on any spectrum. Yeah, but they were trying to bust down the company who is in cahoots with the government. Yeah, but you could kill three government officials or just kill this one witness and it all goes away. Well, clearly that wasn't the case because look how many people died in the process. You... <laughs> the good guys killed lots of people. Arnold killed lots of people. Yeah. I don't think there were any good guys that died, right? No, none of his, like, little friends or anything. He didn't have too many friends. He worked alone. He made, which he thing. made sure of, which that came that came to play when, if he said, if anybody comes looking for me or saying they, I sent him, just shoot him. And she did that. It happened at the zoo. It was good. At the zoo where uh, you were, where the, they had to evacuate that place pretty quick. I feel like it was pretty late for people to still be at the zoo. Maybe it was... They're not used to the daylight savings. It got darker too fast. Mm, oh, all right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's early. Like, it's 5 o'clock or something, maybe. It's East Coast. Different time zone. Plus, they had to work at zoo time. It's all different. Zoo time? What's that? Is that, just, mean, is that like, a special thing for the animals? Like, they have to, like... They have to be on zoo time? Yeah, they blot out the sun to kind of calm down the tigers. Oh. And then... Like a special dome over the zoo. Yeah, zoo dome. There's a next now there's zoo next time, week. There's speaking zoo is dome. speaking of zoo dome. Next week we're gonna watch zoo dome. I'm sure there's a movie very similar to zoo dome. Whatever, whatever you imagine zoo dome as. Uh huh. I imagine it being very cool, very cool and crazy. Yeah, the ver the the version that's out there is not cool or crazy. It's probably pretty boring and. Uh... It's just probably like a Labrador in a dome. What? Zoo Dome. That would be the question we would ask on this podcast after we watch Zoo Dome. What I want to know is what was going on when she was copying those discs? That like that like whole okay okay the nineteen nineties were a different time. Technology was a little bit bigger than it is now. You know what it looked like. It looked like she was activating. It looks like she flew to the planet where they had to get the Death Star plans in Rogue One. It did. There's a thing spinning around, copying, moving shit. Like, what is this? It's just copying data. What are you doing here? Yeah, I, I mean, no, I mean, even back in the 90s, I remember copying data onto floppy disks, and my computer didn't have to do that. Or you, even just burn a CD. You you burn, burn it. Yeah, you just burned a CD. I remember uh, at the, when the CD burning was like uh, just becoming a thing, a friend... Uh, uh, had a uh, a CD burner. I had one of those. Yeah, separate that you. Hooked yeah, because mine didn't. USB mine didn't it. have it. Yeah, you hooked it up. It was an external. Or if CD you wanted burner. to copy, 
which is complicated because I feel like you'd copy a CD to a CD as opposed to just putting it on the computer and then putting it on a CD. You know what I mean? Like you just it goes straight to it because the computer couldn't handle that. I feel like I did that. Right? That's a thing. Yeah, and burn the CD. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody like CD? no like nobody would ever copy those VHS tapes. Right. Just like that. Yeah, never did that. No. Never had one of those external uh C D burners. Yeah, that was a really weird process of how she was copying those those discs. I don't even know. Because they just want to make it futuristic and weird. Yeah. Just like, well, just futuristic, a movie wouldn't play, take place in the future. No, but it's a high-end defense contractor. Right, so they want to make sure they make it seem like they know what they're doing. Like they have like right. legit equipment, unlike the, us peons wouldn't have such well, and equipment. You watch movies now when they, have, when they make things futuristic, you have to have fucking holograms and interdimensional who knows what to just make it seem like it's more touch complicated screens. touch screens in the air yeah Tony Stark moving shit around he's just being Tony Stark yeah but that's in lots of movies now I feel like the first th- time that was in a movie was uh, Minority Report true which like took place in the, the actual future it did take place in the actual future Where it's a fictional future but it's the actual fictional future it's the actual fictional f- future. Mm-hmm. So there's like a group of like weird women in a tank somewhere. It is an actual fictional future. So it is a fictional future that actually exists in a movie you can watch. Okay, in a movie. I thought you meant in the real world. If it's fictional, it wouldn't exist in the real world. That's what fiction means. Is it though? Well, that's how that ends. Well, a question for you. When, you asked me a lot of questions. Yes, I because I have some questions uh, concerning this movie. Well, I did help make it, so I I understand. I was on the, I was you were a writer was, and director. I was on the crew. The, My uh, name is Russell. You were a grip. You were a key grip. Um, like, you said it's a crypt. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're crippled. I'm not. Um, I'm talking about the gang, not the disabled. Disability. You're a, you're a tale from the crypt. The uh, <laughs> you kind of look like the crypt keeper. Tale from the crypt could be a dinosaur song. Say that for later. Like a tail. No, like an tale. like another tail. I'm not gonna make. Anyways, my quick my question yeah, is. Go ahead. So if you turn up like the heat in your house and then you have a gas leak, the house will blow up. You see, much like a DeLorean goes to 88 miles an hour, there's an electric like click. When you set your thermostat to like 88 degrees, because I think that's about where you turn it. If it gets that hot. A little spark goes in, because that's what heats your house. Little sparks in the thermostat, and that's what lights off the gas. I thought the spark was maybe just the thermostat, like, turning. No, he disabled it and turned it, and then it was heating up, and then it sparked. You know what I mean? Nobody touched it when it sparked. Yeah. He just turned it, he's like, ready to go. And then it just exploded. Rip out the gas. So if take, I did the, and, and also... So I do that right now, but if you, blow up? If you take off the cover of the thermostat, then those sparks get out. Yeah, that's what yeah. I, I don't have like an old school dial thermostat. Like, like in the movie? Yeah. Well, just punch yours a few times and pull out a few wires. That'll do and the then, trick. And then have gas. Like, That'll do the trick. Yeah. Okay, I'll try that after the podcast. Good. Well, wait, wait till I leave. No, I was just going to say, you can't, you're not going to leave. You'll be like using the bathroom or something. Yeah, then you just destroy your whole family. No, they'll be out of the house. Well, you better let them know. You'll just be in here. I'm going to erase my life, and then we're going to move on, and then you're going to be the casualty. Was that even a sentence? Yeah. I guess by definition, it has to be a sentence. I blew up the house to make it seem like we all blew up in it, but then like well, there had to be some, one so body So they just find there. one body they know everybody else escaped? No, they think everybody else just disintegrated. That's not how that works. <laughs> this is not how that works. 
Even Arnold had a, had a steal people from the morgue. I was going to bring his... that up too. He well, stole bodies from the morgue, morgue illegally. Yeah. He broke into the morgue. But they said that's one of the perks of Shadow Ops. Oh, you just do whatever you want? That's good. But they clearly somebody at the morgue was upset about it because they reported it. Well, the bodies were gone. Or how about those families? <laughs> they were John Doe's. Is Jane it, Doe. Is that what it said on there? Um, the ticket? James Conn mentioned uh, one John Doe for one. And oh, then he, like, got it. said sort of like some sort of like stereotypical Italian name for that guy. That guy's name was like Johnny Two Toes or something. Tony or, Two Toes was his cousin. Tony Two Toes. Was his cousin. That wasn't the main guy. The, the main guy was. Paul. Something. But, anyways, he. Uh, his name it wasn't Paul. Of course Tony it wasn't. Tony Two Toes was his cousin. I know. Correct. I know that. Johnny Castellone. But when James Conn said he was like, one John Doe for one, like, Johnny Pizza Pie. Yeah, just, something. Just, just, just something, being something like that. Italian racist. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. Nobody cares about they're, that. Yeah, they're over it. They're over it. Uh, I mean, they're Italians. They're fine. Yeah. I really, uh... I really don't have too much else to say about it, except I for my favorite part of the movie. Is what? It was when Arnold Schwarzenegger was under the floorboards in that uh, shipping yard, like, uh, yes, barn. Yes, yes. He's under the floorboards. He shoots his guns through the floorboards yes. into the guys above. Yes. Busts through the floor. Uh-huh. Standing. <laughs> yeah. Which is insane, because he had maybe a clearance of a foot in there. He had enough room for his body... To lay flat. Also, so how how did he burst through standing? <laughs> he had to stand he was, up. He was kneeling. He was not. He was laying down. He crawled and yeah. then laid down and, and shut then, up. And then he his whole body. You haven't been laying down. And then you just kneel up. He would he would have had to roll back over onto his stomach, and then like curl his and knees he did in, that. and like somehow. You should also be wondering. No matter if he has enough room or not, he had a 12-inch metal spike go through his leg that he used to skewer a man. So part of his, one of his thighs was all shredded. He skewered that man, like, into the air. He did. Like, that guy was stuck high on something. It was a glitch. And uh, his hand was also punctured at uh, one point in the movie. Yeah, that one got healed somehow. And he was shot. And he was shot. He got shot in the arm. That was after, he. that was when he was going after James Caan, right? Yeah. So eventually he gets shot. Yeah. But when he bursts out, he's got two working arms. Yeah, he bur- but he has a bum leg. Well, he he bur- well, he gets shot in the arm because that's why he had the sling at the end. Yeah, I know. So, uh, but he bursts out and then he grabs two of the rail guns. Yeah, and it's like it's like a scene like you know like you'd see like Rambo with like two like just machine guns like da 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 da. But instead, he's got these fucking futuristic yeah. rail guns. They and they don't shoot like very fast, like you know. But no, still, but they do a lot of damage. Oh yeah, he just. Pew, 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 pew. And it's just like, explosion, explosion, r- death, death, death. The way the pulse goes off, it's almost it almost looks like time slows down as the bullets fly. It does. It does look like uh, like bullet time. It does. Kind of. Ma- Matrix style. But yeah, have you seen Commando? Well, imagine that with future guns. And that's Arnold just tearing it up. Man, Commando. What a, real good. What a sweet flick. Why did Commando not win an Oscar? That movie is great. Uh, that's a movie that I feel like is... Uh, underrated? Well, yeah, underrated. But, like, you always talk about movies that, like, they skip the bullshit. 
The movie skips. skips. It starts right away. It yeah. gives you that little bit of like, oh, okay, this guy loves his daughter. Well. And then, boop, they're here. Here they it, come, the kidnapper. And here let's we go. go let's, Everything is. Let's go get her. And actually, um, on the back of his, I remember in the back of Arnold's jacket when he was the delivery guy for the balloons, it said, let's party. It did. And that's one of the things he says in Commando. I remember that. See, I remember everything. That's I just remember there's a catchphrase. He has a lot. He has so many catchphrases in Commando. It's uh, it's like over the top. No, it's true. And the things you remember are weird because some things are so precise and so, and the other thing is just like oh. I just remember. I just remember he says let's party in Commando. Yeah, but I got a whole podcast I can point to where you pull facts out of your ass that you didn't use the internet for. I'm like, why do you why do you remember that? You just do. Yeah. But not everything. On, uh, the easy things you forget speaking sometimes. Speaking of Commando, I just wanted to mention the D- uh, the Commando I have. It looks like it's a DVD case, but it's actually a Blu-ray. But it's a DVD and Blu-ray, but with DVD first. What the fuck is this contraption? This is before like Blu-ray really took over, and Blu-ray was getting introduced. You have an undercover <laughs> DVD. Does it doesn't even? Oh, it does say Blu-ray on the side? How wild! But it's in a DVD case. This looks just like my DVD case for my Commando, but it's yeah. just. But this, but you know how most of them say Blu-ray plus DVD. Yeah, it's DVD. This one says DVD plus Blu-ray. It's like in the back of the line Blu-ray. Yeah, it's a rare. I don't know how many of these uh, exist here. You could probably sell it for um, lots of money. This also has enhanced for D-Box motion motion control systems. D-Box was a thing when this Blu-ray came. For your home? <laughs> Are you playing it at the local cinema? I don't even understand. All right, well, you just put it in, and then I'll shake it. I wish your... I knew when this... You... 2009. You put this 2009. in... Put this in so your... Blu-rays were... Put this in your while. Blu-ray player, and then what it means is that you have a friend over, and then it'll prompt, and then your friend just shakes your chair. Yeah, I guess. Well, when you got those D-Box home entertainment systems, you can pop in Commando. You know it what? It might be one of the only few movies that has a D-Box feature. It's the only one you own that has that, that's for sure. Uh, as far as I know. I mean, I haven't read the back of every single movie here. Man, you're being a real D-Box right now. <laughs> God damn it. I just, you know, uh, well, I, had, I had to say D-Box that well, way. Well, I'm glad we both enjoyed Eraser. I didn't know uh, how we were going to feel about it, because it's just on that cusp of, like, Arnold... Slowly fading out. It's perfect. And uh, governor time. If and, it's good enough for the Olympics, it's good enough for me. Right. If it's good enough for the Olympics, it's good enough for us. So that means I'm going to do, lo- good... do lots of drugs. <coughs> Start doping. If it's good enough... <coughs> well, if it's good enough for the Goo Goo Dolls, it's good enough for me. That's how you end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. uh, next week on the podcast... We're going to do... What are we doing? A second annual... Did you find somebody to do this with? Well, I will. Okay. I, I know people who haven't seen it, so... Open-ended. I, I will, All right. I will get... We will have a special guest on the podcast to, once again... It feels like I just watched this a, like a month ago. I know, doesn't it? But it was a year ago. See, there's a memory that's not going away. It's, it was a year ago. I remember that. But, uh... You know what I hate? Time. Time. Well, we're going to revisit time. And all about pod. time. A medieval horror... Seven, whatever that one was. I just Oh Amityville. Yeah. Amity Amityville nineteen ninety two. It's about time.
That's not the movie we're going to watch. No, it's not. But we've already watched that one. We, we have watched that one. No, we're not going to watch that one. We're going to revisit yet again. This will be the third time third time we've watched this movie for the podcast. I don't know why so many. But the first time was like eons ago. But this will be a one one exact year from the last time we watched it. And it's so the second... Before you say what it is, I just want to throw out the concept of like, all right, so for the next year, we'll just watch the movie we watched a year ago and see if our opinions changed. We're not doing that, but I'm just saying that would be silly. <laughs> our opinions, my opinion will never change about this. Movie. Not this movie, but like, like Eraser. <laughs> yeah, then, then, like in a year. Oh, we'll, Munchie! We'll do episode. Uh, uh, all right, what are we gonna watch next week, Corey? Episode two fifty two will be Munchie. Two hundred fifty two. What are we gonna watch? Uh, maybe that'll be Munchie Sharks back. Uh, so we will uh, next week on the podcast. Yeah, we're going to yet again watch for second. It's a second annual viewing. Of Miami Connection, I feel like I feel like this this is a movie that needs to keep making the rounds. It needs to keep being revisited, and we need to get new fresh fresh eyes, fresh ears, and fresh opinions on this movie. Are you like the Undersecretary? Are you part of a conspiracy to just promote Miami Connection? I am. Interesting. I, I, it's just such a great movie, and I think it's a good one. We don't have a, we don't have many traditions here on the podcast. Why would we? We watch a bunch of shit sometimes. And I think. Uh, well, let me. Just, I mean. You know, we will we'll have some dedications here and there, like dedicated to like we watched all the Halloween, uh, the little trilogy there, or we watched a bunch of the Jasons. You know, we watch a bunch of them at a time. Some, some, some. That's a good thing, but uh, a little second annual viewing of uh, Miami Connection for the podcast next week. Uh, if you haven't seen Miami Connection, I we highly, highly recommend you go check it out. It is definitely unlike any other. It's it's my ultimate favorite, uh, awesomely bad film. Uh, the room is great. It is what that's, it is. That's due for a watch. Yeah. I mean, I've seen Miami Connection a year ago. I haven't seen the room in like ten years. Right. So but the room is like everybody's like seen it. But I everybody's talked about. I haven't it. seen it in ten years. Ten years. Probably, I guess. If yeah, that was, I'm the not lying. was the only time you saw it. Two thousand nine, so maybe not. Two thousand eight, probably. Two thousand nine. Two thousand eight or two thousand nine, so close to ten years. So yeah. like eight years. Oh shit. Yeah, man. Time. What did I just talk about? Time goes by. Damn. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna capture not just time in a bottle, but lightning in a bottle, because that's what happened with Miami Connection. It was lightning in a bottle. Nobody knew it at the time, except for those dudes in Dragon Sound. Oh, dragon sound. And performing their taekwondo. But we're, but we're going to get at least one guest, if not two guests, to uh, expose them to Miami Connection. I hope that's all you're exposing them to. Well, I can't give away everything. All right. At least not for free. Wow. That's why you should support this podcast. You can go no, to anchor.fm slash BNB podcast to support this podcast because we that's not why. need the support. Keep this train moving. If yeah, so we can expose ourselves to the internet. No, this is not expose the podcast. This is the masses. This is what you call your dick. Yeah, the masses. No, ah, uh, <laughs> man. Hi, masses. <laughs> Why are you saying hi to the masses? Can't help yourself, can't you? <laughs> this is no controlling you. Well, yeah. So uh, you can, like I said, you can support the podcast, anchor.fm, slash b podcast. 
Uh, and you can check us out on all social medias. And come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst.